0: Welcome back, everybody, to another chapter of Keep It Lost Cities. It has been a long time since I last read a chapter. Um, I am very sorry. Like I said earlier, I'm a very avid baseball player. So, um, uh, there are going to be weeks where I'm not going to be able to read. And I am very sorry about that. I'm going to have two weeks... Because I'm on spring break, and a lot of schools are going on spring break, too. And that means more baseball tournaments. So, um, yeah, I'm really happy. But I really hope you guys enjoy this chapter. And you've... Yeah, so here we go. Foxfire is almost unrecognizable. <clears throat> Silver streamers wrapped every tree, every shrub, every tower like a school had been toilet papered with... Uh, tinsel confetti and flowers covered the floor with giant bubbles filled with prizes floated through the halls prodigies ignored their parents as they dashed around popping as many as they could grade and airline were overwhelmed by the crowd so they went straight to where their to where they'd meet for their fir- their first mentor uh, their first mentor appointment and sophie left to celebrate on her own she made her way to the level four wing, de- deciding to drop off Fitz's and Keith's pre- presents before meeting up with her friends. A teeny part of her had been hoping she'd find Fitz at his locker, but all she found was a long line of level fours, all whom glared at her as she added a small teal wrap package to his nearly full hat. And... Glaring turned even uglier when she added a bright green box to Keith's collection. Girls. She kept her head down and slung away, hurrying back towards her own wing, which was how she ended up blowing straight into Sir Tyrion. Sorry, she explained, as she struggled to regain his balance. He'd been moving fast, and they'd crashed pretty hard. She rubbed her forehead where it had slammed into his elbow. Sophie, he glanced around him. The thin lines stretched across his brow. What are you doing here? I just came to drop off some gifts. Why? Is everything okay? He smiled, but it looked forced. Of course, I just didn't expect to run into you here. Especially so literally. His smile turned real with his joke. Well, well, who do we have here? Sophie's heart sank as she turned around, expecting to find Keith with lots of prying questions and one of his trademark smirks. And he was there, but his grin was gone, and it wasn't he who had spoken A tall, slender man in a sapphire-encrusted navy blue cape stood next to him, studying Sophie intently. The family resemblance was striking. The Keith's disheveled hairstyle and untucked shirt sharply contrasted his dad's slick blonde hair and pristine tunic. "'This must be the girl who was uh, raised by humans,' he said." Much louder than Sophie would have liked. How curious to find her in the level four wing, talking to Foxfire's most infamous mentor. Infamous. Sophie couldn't help asking. She glanced at Keith, but he was staring at the ground, staring at the ground. It was strange to see him so deflated, like he wilted in his father's presence. Keith's father grinned. An oily sort of smile that dripped with insincerity. S- in- s- C- Few hunters have risen then and re- then returned years later, out of the blue, to train a mysterious prodigy. He winked the last the last two words, like he knew exactly who the prodigy was. Sylvie felt her cheeks flame as he searched for some sort of lie, but Tyrion beat her to it. Interesting theory, Cassius. Lord Cassius, he corrected. Tyrion's jaw tightened. Lord Cassius, but do you really think I could be, I could be tempted back by a little girl, especially once performing so unmarkably in her sessions. She knew he didn't mean it. That Tyrion was only trying to keep her telep- telepathy hidden, but the words still stung a lot. Come on, Dad," Q said, looking at Sophie. Not his father. His eyes radiated apologies. He couldn't say, "I'm sure." Fa- fa- so, my bad. I said that wrong. I'm sure. Fa- so, oh, I can't. It's I'm sure Foss, but he cuts his send like he cuts his word off and he calls her Sophie instead. So it's like I'm sure foss or Sophie has somewhere sh he uh she needs to be. Oops, sorry, give me a second. Cassius glared at his son. Yes, of course, and I need to meet with your mentors. See how disappointing your scores will be this time. Keith rolled his eyes as his father turned to to Sophie with another fake smile. Fascinating meeting you. I look very forward to seeing what you can do. Sophie nodded and took off down the hall without saying goodbye. She felt she felt bad leaving Keith uh, and Tyrion that way, but she, uh, but she had to get away from that man. It wasn't because he was intimidating, though; he was definitely that. She felt sorry for Keith, having to go home with the cold, critical father, father every day. But what she didn't really didn't like was the way Cassius had looked at her. Like he was trying to see through her. And the last thing he said. I look forward to seeing what you can do. Almost like he knew something she didn't. Totally gave her the creeps. It was a relief to reach the safety of the level 2 wing. Which was packed with prodigies running around. Popping prize filled bubbles. She poked a bubble floating by her locker. Um and a box of prattles dropped into her hands. Good catch, Dex said, running up beside her. He jumped for a bubble, but didn't quite reach it. Before he could try again, Stina shoved him, raised the bunny arm, and popped it. She waved the bottle of lush berry juice in Dux's face. Must be getting frustrated being shorter than the average dwarf. Stina snorted. This coming from someone who looks like a giant lollipop. If your head gets any b- bigger, you'll topple over. Dex cracked up. Awfully brave words from coming from a girl who's going to flunk out of here today. Zina growled. Sophia opened her mouth, but she couldn't find any snappy comment back. Stina could be right, and Sophie was trying very hard not to think about that, especially after Tyrion's comment. Get, uh giggled. Enjoy your last day at Foxfire, loser. You know, I'm getting vibes that Steena's a bully in this book. I don't know how, but it's just a random guess out of blue. You know, you get those sometimes. Don't let her get to you. And if Lady Galvin fails you, I'll organize a protest. Dex pointed to do her thinking cap, which is overflown with presents. Look how many people care about you here. He frowned at his own half empty cap. Sophie nudged his arm, pulled a package from her satchel. The Disneyland watch that she'd been wearing when she moved to Lost Cities. She figured he'd get a kick out of that and he, and dropped it in. He grinned, flashing his dimples. I slept your present in before you got here. His eyes dropped to his feet. I hope you like it. I love it. Just let me drop off. I'll love it. Just let me drop off Biana's gift. And we'll go to the cafeteria. Ugh, why do you have to be. Why did you have to buy Biana a present? She's my friend. Yeah, and like a month ago, you guys hated each other. That was a misunderstanding. Yeah, well, I don't trust her. I don't think you should either. Why, sh- Why would she reach out to you for... Sophie shushed him as Fiona entered the uh, auditorium. I said they're wrong, I think. Followed by Maruka. They looked like they were talking, but when Sophie got closer, she realized that they were arguing. Fiona bit her lip, and Maruka glared. Sophie cleared her th- Sorry, I just wanted to drop this off. She handed Fiona a pink box, and the charmed bracelet she, she bought her. He t- and turned to leave. Wait. Bionda pulled out a slim purple parcel and handed it to Sophie. You're coming over for dinner, right? Of course. I can't wait. Well, I'll I'll see you later, Sophie said, wondering my Maruka was going ha- at her. Then again, so was Dex. What, she asked as soon as they were out of earshot. You're going over there for dinner," he said. Something else. He said something else too, but the chiming of of the bells drowned him out. Sophie froze. The bells singled the start of parent, parent mentor conferences, which uh which meant Grady and I were finding out right now if she was going to stay at Foxfire. How much time have we read? Um, eleven minutes, and um, there are. I'm check one. There are ten pages left. So, yeah. It's going to be a longer chapter. By the way, if you haven't seen the book or the book that I'm reading, um, yeah, the pages are, like, pretty big. Um, it takes around, like, three minutes because I'm not a fast reader to read, like, each page. Wait, no. Sorry, my mind just glitched. Here we go. Dex dragged her to the celebration feast in the cafeteria, but Sophie couldn't relax, even surrounded by friends. The bells chimed every 20 minutes. Four had already passed, which meant in 20 minutes, Graydon and Alain would know she'd failed alchemy. Her problems were so damp, she struggled to unwrap her presents. What do we have here? Keith asked snatching a red box from her thinking cap. He was definitely back to his old self without his father around. He glanced at the card and cracked up. Dear Sophie, I really enjoyed our dance and I hope we can do it again sometime. Love, Valen. Her face burned as everyone at the table laughed. Even Fitz. Who's Valen? Dex asked. Vice President of the Sophie Foster Fan Club. Don't worry, I'm President. "'So I'll take care of her.' "'He winked as he tossed the present back to her. "'Go on, open it.' "'There didn't seem to be a way to avoid it, "'so she tore off the paper, "'wishing she could disappear "'when she unwrapped a bracelet "'of little heart charms.' Keith crackled up again. "Ah, Foster has a boyfriend. "'She does not,' "'Dex snapped. "'You don't, right?' She shook her head so hard her brain rattled. I'm just teasing. Sheesh. Keith nudged Dex's arm, then grinned at Sophie. Interesting. What Dex asked. Which one's your gift, Dex? Sophie interrupted. Shouldn't have to be a mind reader to know that Keith is going to tease Dex about it. Dex uh, glared at Keith as she as he grabbed a small package wrapped. In a plain white paper, that handed, and handed it to Sophie. Sorry, we don't have any ribbons. Please, I still can't believe you made me something. She tore the through the paper, and gasped. My iPod? She tapped the screen, and the gadget sprang to life. Yeah. He pointed to a green rectangle about the size of a fingernail, set into the back. It's a solar power. It's solar power now and it has a speaker in case you don't want to use those ear thingies. he stared at dex she stared at dex for a minute so amazed she wanted to hug him she knew Keith would have a field day though so she fought the urge this is amazing dex how did you do it he shrugged pink collecting on on his cheeks well thank you well thanks oh well thank you Best gift ever. I don't know, Keith interrupted. You have an open mind. Yet. She bit her lip, a little afraid of what Keith might give her. Which one's yours? Your hat was overflowing, so it's waiting in your locker. How did you get in my locker? I have my methods. She shook her head in disbelief. as Morella shoved a box wrapped with a crooked green paper under her hands. Open mine next. Mella gave her a variety pack of flavored air. Plus she got a ton of candy from prodigies. She barely knew. Viana gave her a set of <clears throat> a set of edible lip gloss. And Jency gave her a speckled spider snapper. A plant that fed off spiders clearly he didn't know how to shop for girls nor do i (laughs) yeah the only real disappointment was fitz's gift he gave her a riddler a pen that only writes the word of a riddle only writes the words of a riddle until someone writes the correct answer it was kind of cool except he also gave it to everyone else she spent forever trying to find him something personal Suddenly on, a miniature albertosaurus covered with deep violet feathers. She knew it was silly, but it reminded her of the day they met. And in the card, she thanked him for showing her what dinosaurs really looked like. Fitz, giving her a fancy pen, was especially especially the same fancy pen he gave everyone else. It made it seem like he hadn't thought about her at all. Uh, maybe he had it. He hardly looked at the gift when it when he opened it too, too distracted by the tunic he gave him, which I, which had, I know what you're thinking, and you should be ashamed of yourself. Embroidered across the front. He, she tried not to let that bother her. Doors burst open. Parents streamed, uh, streamed in. Sophie couldn't breathe as she scanned the faces. Des- Desperate to find Grady and Adeline, Dick squeezed his shoulders and told her it would be okay. No matter what, she barely heard him. She found Grady and Adeline, and their faces were unreadable as they searched the room, not seeing her as she shoved towards them. She was halfway there before they locked eyes. Uh, before she locked eyes with Grady. A huge grin lit up his face. You passed, he shouted over the crowd. Hysterical laughter erupted through her, from her lips as she ran the rest of the way and threw her arms around her. When her brain caught up, she wondered if she had crossed the line, but their arms wrapped around her. Around her. And when they let her go, their eyes were misty. I really passed she asked, needing to hear again. Even alchemy? You got a seventy nine on your purification. Still the room for still room for improvement, but within passing range. She squealed, hugging them again. Grady grinned. I'm sensing you're happy about this. She laughed so hard tears came down her tears streamed down her face. But she didn't care. She passed. She could stay at Foxfire. I'm sure she saw had to face Bronte and the council in five months about permanent enrollment. But right now, she was going to celebrate. She raced back to the table and threw her arms around Dex. I couldn't have done this without you. His face was to- uh, tomato red when she let go, and she couldn't help giggling. Everyone congratulated her, except Keith. He leaned in and whispered, Told you so? When his dad wasn't looking, when his dad wasn't looking, all our friends had passed their exams. In fact, it looked like most of the school had. A few parents had to confront sobbing prodigies, but everyone else was tossing confetti and partying. Unfortunately, that included Stina. Stupid Stina. (laughs) Sorry. I'm just i hyper extended my wrist sorry about all like the velcro noise but i hyper extended my wrist playing baseball and i kind of like moved it around a lot and i had to keep it locked in place for a little but yeah and sometimes i just take it out because it gets really itchy Grace twisted into a steer when she noticed Sophie celebrating. Then she rolled her eyes and stomped away. Sophie giggled. She wanted to stay for the party, but she could tell Graydon and Ellen were a little overwhelmed. She ran back to the auditorium to pick up Keith's gift, so she would be ready to go home. Inside her locker, she found a giant box of moon candy, and a small black cube, and a note Excuse me. for the mysterious Miss F., if you don't relax, this candy always tastes bitter. So, snap out of it. And try to stay out of the tension. okay Like, an actual K, Not like, okay? Like, never mind. The candy tasted like sugar plum. And inside the black cube, she found a round silver pendant with a cobalt blue crystal in the center. The candy turned sour. Since Since when did Keith give her jewelry? She didn't... He didn't like her. Sorry. Um, it was. Oh, she wouldn't finish the thought. There was no way a guy like Keith would ever. Could ever. Why she was. Thinking about this, Morella's boy craziness must be rubbing off on her. It's just a necklace. He probably gave it to gave them to all the girls. She didn't know what to do with it, so she shoved the pendant to the back of her locker and was glad she didn't see Keith before she left. She needed to figure out how to thank him for such a strange present. Thankfully, Keith didn't bring it up at uh, up at dinner that night. He was more interested about teasing her about Valen, or teasing Fitz about the girls who gave him crush cuffs, Wrist brands embroidered with their names, hoping—oops—hoping hoping he'd wear them and show the whole school that he liked them. Sophie couldn't decide which was more annoying. Halfway through the feast, an epic proportions of epic pr- proportions, a dark-haired guy rushed into the room and sank into an empty chair. His ha- he was a vanisher, blinking in and out of sight with every step. Sorry I'm late, Mom, he said as Della brought in a platter of food. I got held up at customs. Mom? Fitz and Bianca had an older brother? How did she not know that? Same wavy hair, same square jaw, but he had Della's pale eyes. He was also He was also ridiculously good-looking, but he clearly worked hard to look good. Every hair was gelled to perfection. He was built like he went to the gym twice a day, and his ornate cape was immaculate. Not as over the top as Lady Galvin's, but Heading to head in that direction. You must be the famous Sophie Foster," he said, smiling. "I'm Alvar. I think I said that right." She ignored. She ignored Keith as he snickered at the words. "Famous," I didn't realize there were, an, there was another brother. I see my family talks about me a lot. No, I, I'm sorry. I. That's fine. That's what I get for, uh, for moving out, of, uh, moving out, out of sight, out of mind. He winked at Della. I guess I need to stop by for more dinner. Uh, for, I need. I guess I need to stop by dinners more often. We know you're busy, Della told him, rumpling his hair as she, as she brought him a glass of, uh, fizzleberry wine. Yeah, busy juggling two girlfriends. Keith interrupted. Alvin grinned. Three. Three Della's voice was horrified as her expression. Alvar, that's that's awful. Are you kidding? It's awesome, Keith corrected. You're my hero. Alvar beamed. Della glared at both of them. How are things with the orgs? Alden asked Alvar, changing the stomach, our subject drama. They're not happy about the smoke. Like it's our fault. Humans can't put out their pretty little fires. I can't believe they haven't learned to make quick snuff yet. What fires? Sophie asked, not missing the way Alden tends at her question. Some wildfires Alden answered after a second. Yes, Alva added, swallowing his wine in one gulp. And they're certainly not worth sending emissaries to investigate. He shot Alden a pointed look. Sophie's breath caught. Sophie's breath caught. Alden had told her that they only sent that he was only said to investigate suspicious things. Are they running white hot again? Yeah. How did you know, Alvar asked, frowning. Never mind, Alden interrupted. And why have you been keeping an eye on me? He asked Alvar. I tend to do that when I hear my father's off chasing imaginary enemies. Please tell me you don't buy the consp- conspiracy consp- conspiracy conspiracy theories. Certainly, with not without certainly not without proof. Alden's voice was hard, but. You would be a fool to believe that it's not possible. You really believe the black swan swan exists? Yes, I have seen their handiwork myself. Where am I? Sophie watched them stare at each their stare at each other down, wishing she were allowed to read their minds. Something about the black swan felt Familiar. Avash shook his head. I don't buy it. That's what the symbol was, Sophie said. As that's what the symbol was, Sophie said. As her, as her memories pieced together, symbol, Alden asked. Sophie flushed as she realized she had everyone's in, undivided attention. Just something I s- saw on some scrolls. Grady had. There was a black curved swan's neck at the bottom. Avash snorted. Ah, yes, the the sign of the swan. What a bunch of nonsense. (sighs) Alden said something, but Sophie's racing heart drowned out his words. The sign. The curve of the swan's neck matched the pattern of the fires that wrapped around San Diego. Quillen had even called it the sign, which meant the fires had something to do with the black swan. "'Whatever that was.' "'What's Project Moonlark?' she asked quietly. Alden dropped his fork. "'How do you know that term?' "'It was on one of those scrolls.' "'Grady, Grady was surprised I could read it. "'He says the words were written in, in cipher ones. "'The silence felt so heavy it pressed on her shoulders, "'but she held Alden, Alden's case, waiting for his answer. "'That's classified,' he finally replied. "'Sophie sighed. She was getting tired of important things being classified. It was also a hoax. Avatar added, Alvar, oh, I keep calling it Avatar. Wait, Avatar, yeah. Alvar added, but what's this about a cipher, and why would Grady have this, have scrolls about the Black Swan? Sophia was wondering the same thing herself. Grady used to look into certain things back when he was active in the nobility, Alden explained. So why does he still have them, Alvar pressed. And why was he reading them so recently, Sophie wondered. Enough! Avar. this conversation is over. And everything that has just been said is classified. Understood? Alden waited for everyone at the table to nod. Then his eyes met Sophie's. I know you find this all very interesting, Sophie, but you need to understand: any unauthorized—excuse me—any unauthorized investigation into these subjects will land you in deep trouble with the council. So no more questions, okay? Sophie nodded as her head buzzed with fear and frustration. She couldn't shake the feeling that all of this had something to do with her. Maybe even how her brain could do so much weird things. But she had too much to lose. Too many things the council could take away if she, ups- if she upset them. So she took a deep breath and focused on her plate. Keith nudged her. Earth to foster, Della asked you what you're doing over break. Sorry, she shook her head, trying to snap back to the present. I'm not sure yet. I'll hope you spend some time over here. Alden glanced at Biana. Biana nodded. Anytime, anytime she wants to come over. Then I'll be here as much as I can," Sophie said, glad for the ex- glad for the excuse. She may may not be allowed to look into whatever she w- what was going on, as she may not be allowed to read Alden's mind. But she can find something, some things out just being around by just being around. It was the best plan she had. That was a very long chapter. Uh, I really hope you guys enjoyed and uh, made your week a little better. Um, I'm sorry that I wasn't able to upload as many, like, every day for the past week. But um, I will try and upload as many... Over these four days. Because I have another baseball tournament after. Uh, Bye guys.